0: Welcome to They Might Be Librarians, a podcast of the Plainfield-Guilford Township Public Library. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And welcome back! It is now 2021. I am Lauren M. I am the cataloger and I purchase adult fiction. I'm Lauren W. and I'm Teen Central Supervisor.
1: I'm Joanna Sproul and I am the Community Liaison.
2: And I'm Matthew. I am the technology, and training services supervisor.
1: We're happy to have you,
0: Matthew. You're always behind the scenes, but we love it when you step up to the microphone as well. That's right. Uh, I do want to apologize for the lateness of this podcast coming out. Uh, it's the end of January. We had planned to do it sooner, but I decided to take some time off from work because I turned 40 this Woo! year. Yay! Happy <laughs> birthday! Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I think you're allowed to take time off for that. <laughs> thank you. <laughs>
3: Okay, guys. So since it's a brand new year, I want to know, does anybody have any resolutions or goals for 2021?
0: Well, I kind of touched on mine just a little bit, um, with the regretting eating <laughs> so much junk because, uh, one, my goal this year is to really try my hardest to get into shape. And I've been saying it for several years, but now I feel like I've finally got, like, the equipment and, um, you know, I, some of you know this. Uh, I didn't, I didn't realize this until about a few months ago, but I developed asthma. And so when I would try to exercise, I was constantly coughing and mm. couldn't catch my breath. And I just thought, oh, I'm out of shape. And then I go to the doctor and she's like, no, you have asthma and your lungs are damaged. So I've been going through some treatments for that and I feel like I'm finally breathing normally. Oh, good. Yeah. That's so it's great. like, okay, I can actually take advantage of it this time. That's good. So yeah. That's, that's my big one. And also, I, I listen to a lot of audiobooks, but the other day, I, I picked up a book and I was reading it and I thought, you know what? I miss reading a print book where I just, I shut everything out yes. and it's just the story. And because when I'm listening to audiobooks, I am totally paying attention to that, but I'm also cleaning or cooking mm-hmm. or something like that. So I want to kind of rediscover the joy of shutting everything else out while I read. That's a really good goal. Um, my book club likes to call that
3: reading with your eyeballs because we have <laughs> one member that specifically only reads with her eyeballs and the rest of us tend to listen via audiobook. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, things are so much more enjoyable and you get immersed better if you read it with your eyeballs, which, or I, I seem to find it that way. I listen to most of my books, so I'm always crafting or driving or whatever. So that's definitely something that I've been thinking about for this year, too.
0: And, you know, there are th- I love audiobooks. And yeah. there are some books that I will only do audio of, like the Dresden Files. I will only listen to the audiobooks. Is the narrator that good? It's James Marsters. So, yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I have to listen to these books. <laughs> they, they, oh, my gosh. Yeah. He is such an amazing reader. I'm and sure. you're talking about when you're reading with your eyeballs, you get so immersed. He will immerse you. Okay. Yeah, it's just it's like you don't have a choice. You are just it's just it crashes over you. It's a it's it's an amazing experience. Okay. And so that is one of the one of the times when I really feel like I'm shutting everything else out when I'm listening. But when I read, it always happens. Right. Right. So,
1: okay. Yeah. What about you, Joanna? I don't really have an official resolution, but. Listening to you talk made me realize I kind of sort of have a goal in mind. I am working on getting in touch with my creative side a little bit more. I used to be very artistic, um, like, my whole life. And I just kind of let that go after college. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know why. I I think I have some sort of perfectionism anxiety (laughs) if I mess up and I, you know ruin that piece of paper. Oh no, what will I ever do? Like going and having to get another piece of paper or a different canvas, but um I've started small. Um, my sister and I did a little Zoom time on Saturday and I just started sketching with some sketch prompts. Oh. They're not amazing, but they're not bad. <laughs> yeah, so they're it's somewhere to start. So That's awesome. I'm just going to spend a little time uh, being a little more creative.
0: That's wonderful. Yeah, definitely.
1: You should put up some of your sketches in Maggie's bedroom. Could Definitely. I want to do something for her to incorporate her in some way. I don't know what yet, but um, I'd love to do something like that.
3: Um, I guess for me, I, it's kind of like Lauren talking about working out and getting in shape and that kind of thing. And, and saying it for a while <laughs> I've always wanted to write and I say that every year but I think this year first of all I bought myself a fancy new keyboard that looks like a typewriter and it does all the clacking and I'm really excited about it <laughs> oh <my God. laughs>
2: Can you uh, bring that in for us to see
3: sometime? Absolutely. I'd love to
1: see it too.
3: (laughs) It was really exciting. My dad had sent it to me months ago, and I've been like, that's out of my price range, which, I mean, it technically is, but I got Christmas money, so I was really excited about it, and um, it makes me excited about using my computer at home. So hopefully that can bribe myself into actually using it and writing with it this year. So we'll see because, like, it's the whole getting started thing that's hard. It's like, well, I'm going to write something crappy that's just like, a 12 year old wrote it, you know, it's just like, but you know, you have to start somewhere. You have mm-hmm. to sound like a 12 year old before you can work your way up or mm-hmm. whatever, so.
2: I am imagine you sitting at your kitchen table like Angela Lansbury type of <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so
1: explain it to me. So it's a typewriter that, explain it.
0: So it's, a, it's
3: actually a Bluetooth keyboard. So I'll have to show you guys a picture later.
1: But it feels But it
3: like it, it sounds and feels like the oh. the typewriter and it can connect up to like 3 devices at once so you could have a tablet, a phone and your computer all linked up to it wow yeah I and it has it a little spot for your if you have like an ipad or something it has a spot in the front that you can just lay the ipad so so cool i know that right awesome. lauren's giving me giant eyes over here which is amazing <laughs> i'm super excited about it and i can tell you guys are too so i found yeah. my people yeah. i told some other people about it and they were like okay and i was like you don't understand
0: <laughs> no
3: but we do <laughs> exactly <laughs> so yes yeah. so that's for me but also i think a lot of us have the idea of reading a lot this year. So Lauren and I and Matthew came up with some book, well, kind of what's on our TBR for this year. So what we're looking forward to reading or look, what we're looking forward to coming out. So I know, Lauren, you have quite a few to talk about. So what, do you want to share with us?
0: Well, okay, so sure. But I, you asked me what books am I excited about coming out, and I printed off the internet. so um, maybe it'd be best if uh, you or Matthew one would go first, because i got a lot of books in front of me. This could
3: take a while. (laughs) Okay, I want to hear from Matthew
2: then. So two books that I am looking forward to coming out in 2021. The first is called Matrix by Lauren Groff, and she has several books that I've read in the past that have been excellent. A few years ago, she wrote Fates and Furies, which is a good novel. And um, before that, she wrote a novel called Arcadia, which is about a life on a hippie commune in uh, upstate New York in the 70s. It was a lot of fun. And so this new book coming out called Matrix is about a 12th century uh, impoverished English abbey. So we'll have nuns and monks and, and it's written by her. So I'm really looking forward to that. The book I'm probably most looking forward to comes out in about a month, a month and a half called Desolation Called Peace by R.K.D. Martin, and this is the follow-up to her novel last year called A Memory Called Empire, which won the uh, Hugo Award in 2020 for Best Novel. And this will pick up all the wonderful themes that she discussed, I think, in that first novel about, um, well, the world building, the the planet-wide city, the the empire, um, and then also how memory and location um, affects Intergalactic Politics. Anyway, it was a really great novel, and it really surprised me how inventive it was, and so I have high hopes for um, the sequel up to that.
3: I'm catching a theme with the games you've talked about in the past and these two books that you just shared.
2: Yeah, I I know what I like. (laughs) That's good, that's good, I like it.
3: See, and I'm more of like an all-around, I don't know, I like random things sometimes, which is kind of my list, so... (laughs) So the first one is kind of embarrassing for me because I didn't know about it until this week. And I don't know how, but Neil Shesterman has a book coming out next month.
0: Yay! Which
3: is, (laughs) yes, but it has mixed reviews. So I'm very curious to see. Obviously, I'm looking forward to it because if you've listened to any podcast ever that we've done, I have probably talked about Neil Shesterman um, because I love his writing. Mm -hmm. Um, But this one is called Game Changer. And I'm going to just read like from the publisher. It says, all it takes is one hit on the football field and suddenly Ash's life doesn't look quite the si- this way he remembers it. Impossible though it seems, he's been hit into another dimension and keeps falling into universes that are almost but not really his own, each one stranger than the last. And if he isn't careful, the world he's learning to see more clearly could blink out of his existence. So it kind of deals with a lot of like current real life themes from what I can tell, mm-hmm. Um some people loved it because it was him and they like his writing and, you know, I'm not sure what camp I'm going to fall into, but some people thought it just kind of glanced over some of the issues he was trying to hit and, like, maybe he took on too many or he made too light of them. So I'm really curious to read this one. I hope it's better than some of the reviews I've read because I want it to be good, obviously. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm just really curious to see which way I, my heart goes when I read it. So, oh, that one comes out on February 9th, I guess I should say. So it's very soon. Um, there's another one in April 6th that comes out, or that comes out April 6th. It's called The Cost of Knowing by Brittany Morris. So this one's about Alex, who is a 16-year-old protagonist. And tr- he tries to be his best. He tries to be his best employee at an ice cream shop. He tries to be a good older brother. He tries to be the best boyfriend. Um, but then he also has a secret. So everything he touches, or everybody he touches, he can see its future. Yeah. So he touches, I think, a picture of his younger brother and sees his death. And so he immediately, like, just tries to work against his brother's death, obviously. So I'm really curious to see um, where that one goes and how, you know, how he can race against time in that one. So that one sounds very intriguing. I love time loops and future seeing mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm excited about that one. So yeah, that one's April 6th. Also April 6th is Pride and Premeditation. <laughs> oh, <that laughs> so was. I'm really excited about this because I love retellings of Pride and Prejudice. Um, but this one's a little different. So it's it's set at the same time, so it's not a modernization. Um, but it's a murder mystery. I'm listening. Yeah. I was <laughs> right, I was leaning forward. Together. I'm like, okay. Yeah, continue. and I was like, Joanna's gonna like this one. Do you like Pride and Prejudice? I do. Okay, okay, okay. Hopefully this is good for you then. Okay, so this is the twist. Mr. Bingley has been accused of murdering his brother in law, George Hurst um and so she lizzie is taking this as an opportunity to prove to her dad that she's worth more than just a match to mr darcy so she's like i can i can solve this i know it's not mr bingley i can figure out what happened so that's the premise of the book so i'm really curious it has good reviews so far for the the pre-readers um so i'm i'm looking forward to that one
1: i'm intrigued i will look i will be looking for that as well
3: yes april 6th um that's by tears of price um and then we have Indivisible by Daniel Ailman on May 4th. Um, it's about a family's worst night- nightmare becoming a reality. Um, the protagonist, Mateo, comes home from school one day to find that his parents have been taken by ICE. So he's trying to, um, they've been taken to two different facilities. And so he's trying to deal with his younger sister and figure out with all of the immigration kind of stuff. So it's dealing with a lot of current, um, currently thought about issues and things like that. And this one had some crazy high reviews, like um, everybody's saying that Mateo is written so authentically and you, you really feel for him and his family and um, all the issues are kind of um, are just written so well um, and meaningfully. So I'm really looking forward to that one. I feel like it's obviously going to be a hard read, but it looks like it'll be very, very good. And then the last one I wrote down, because there's always more, obviously, (laughs) but um, the last one is called Made in Korea by Sarah Suk. It comes out May 18th, and um, it's being pitched as Frankly in Love meets Shark Tank, and I loved the book Frankly in Love. It's by David Yoon, who is Nicola Yoon's husband. He's writing some really great nerdy rom-coms right now, (laughs) and they're just making me so happy. Um, So I was like, okay, I'm in for this, right? Um, so this is a romantic comedy about two entrepreneurial Korean-American teens who butt heads and maybe fall in love while running competing Korean beauty businesses in their high school. So they kind of get under each other's skin because they're both selling um, beauty products at school and running <laughs> businesses. So I'm really curious to see how that one goes. Mm-hmm. It, it looks pretty good. So cool. that one's on May 18th. So those are mine. <laughs> but what about you, Lauren? Lauren?
0: Well, so it seems like March is the big month for most adult fiction, okay. um, or I should say most of the anticipated adult fiction. Um, so, Joanna, I have one book that I think is going to be, like, so up your dark alley. I can't <laughs> wait. Uh, it's called Every Last Fear by Alex Finley, um, and it's about this... Um, student at nyu named matt and he comes home from an all-night party and is told that his entire family who was on vacation at a resort in mexico is dead from what appears to be a gas leak
1: oh
0: yeah um and so at first he's thinking oh gosh this is just a really terrible tragedy but then the fbi steps in and they're like we don't think this was an
1: accident that's not a gas leak no right. <laughs> so then he's dealing
0: with that, but he's also having to deal with another element to it in that his family, like a decade or so before, had been part of a hugely popular true crime documentary series.
1: Yeah, oh, man, I wish you all could see Jimmy's face hanging <laughs> behind the mask, but my jaw dropped a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, because his older brother um, is serving a prison sentence for murder. So the family was already well-known, and then all of a sudden, most of them are, are have either died accidentally or they have been murdered. And so he's kind of, like, Matt's kind of got one foot <laughs> in either side of, like, I'm dealing with this horrible tragedy. Oh, it might not have been an accident. And then also the fame aspect as well from this. Mm-hmm. So, again, that was Every Last Fear by Alex Finley. It comes out March 2nd. Would you like me to put it on hold for you, Joanna? Uh, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> Um, The second book that I want to talk about is called Liberty by uh, Caitlin Greenidge. Um, It's about a woman named Liberty, and her mom is a well-respected doctor in New York, and she wants her daughter to follow in her footsteps and become a doctor as well. Uh, Liberty, on the other hand, is like, no, I want to be a musician, and then she um, has kind of been rebelling, and she uh, then meets a man from Haiti who proposes marriage to her, and she says yes, and then they go off to the island, and she realizes that she's um, possibly made a mistake. The greatest thing about this book, though, is Liberty is a freeborn black woman in reconstruction era new york oh. her mom is um, lighter skinned so a lot of people think she's actually white but liberty is very dark complexed, so she cannot pass as white um, so she's already seeing very few opportunities available to her because of that and that's one of the reasons why her mom is so stubborn i guess you could say about why she needs to become a doctor because her mom thinks this is the only way for her to have any sort of stability and freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, this book is based on the real life um, ex- experiences of the first black woman doctor. Hmm. And I am super excited to, to read this just just, just for the historical perspective, because this is not a perspective. We're starting to see it now, but it's not a perspective you get in a lot of historical fiction. Right. Um, so I'm really glad to start seeing more of this. And, I mean, it's gotten so many good reviews. People are just clamoring for it. Um, and uh, I think Publishers Weekly is said that this is one of the books to get for March. Uh, that'll come out March 30th. And again, that's Liberty by Caitlin Grinage. And then, uh, Lauren, I was telling you about this one earlier because I, this, this book really struck me. It's called The Curator's Daughter by Melanie Dobson. It's historical fiction and it's romance, but it's also
1: Christian fiction. And Ooh, that's a fun combo.
0: I know. It really is a fun combo. <laughs> and the, it's, it's a dual narrative. So, it t- Part of it takes place during World War II, part of it takes place in present day. The World War II storyline is what really grabbed me, though, because it is about an archaeologist who very happily works for the Third Reich. She starts off a bad guy, mm. and then she eventually starts to understand what's happening, and she starts re- rebelling against it, thank goodness, but I am so intrigued by the fact that most World War II stories that involve Germany, it's it's about resistance fighters, because there are tons of wonderful stories. But in this case, it's about someone who is very pro-Hitler, who then starts learning and starts seeing. And it's, so it's a wonderful thing of redemption, but it's a perspective we almost never read about. Mm. And the fact that it's also Christian fiction kind of was like, okay, so this is definitely something we don't see a lot of. So I'm very excited about this one. Uh, Again, that's The Curator's Daughter by Melanie Dobson, and that'll be out March 9th. And yes, I have more because, as I said, I printed out the entire internet. But wait, there's more. Yes. (laughs) Uh, The next one is When I Ran Away by Ilona Bannister. It is a romance novel about a woman who um, was in New York City in a building right by the Twin Towers on mm-hmm. uh, 9-11. She manages to escape and um, is is physically fine. And while she's on the Staten Island Ferry being taken away from Manhattan, she runs into a man who is like a, a regular at this coffee shop that she runs. And so seeing someone she knows, she immediately like reaches out and is like, please just connect with me for right now. And... Um, so from, through that trauma, they kind of heal each other, and they develop a, a loving relationship. Um, at the same time, though, she's having to deal with the fact that she did end up losing her brother in the Twin Tower attacks. Mm-hmm. So she has even more trauma that she has to deal with besides what happened to her. And the one thing that I loved particularly about this particular book is the happy ever after with uh, this man happens maybe a third of the way through the book. And the rest of it just deals with well, what happens after happily ever after.
3: I'm excited about that aspect because I'm always wanting there to be more, and there never is. That's when the story ends, and I hate that.
0: Yeah, so I'm I'm really I'm really glad that we're getting this one. Yeah. Again, that's when I ran away by Alona Bannister. That will be out March 30th, and I'll only do one more. <laughs> <laughs> kind of give everyone a break. Uh, this one, I well, as soon as I saw the the little description, I about fell out of my chair. I was so excited for it. It's called *The Lost Village* by Camilla Sten. It is a translation. She is from she's from Iceland. Uh, uh, anyway, it is a translation from um, from the original language. So it's it's already been out for a while, but it's finally coming to the U.S. And this book has been described as *The Blair Witch Project* meets *Midsummer*. Oh, and I was ooh, like, yes, <laughs> ooh. yeah. We all know I love horror, so this. A uh, young documentary filmmaker, Alice, has always been obsessed with this vanishing village nearby her, um, in particular, like some of the residents within the village, because when she was a little girl, her grandmother and the rest of the family just disappeared from this village. And when, when people went to investigate, all they found was a woman who had been stoned to death and a newborn baby who had been left behind. That's it. So she and a crew are going to investigate and just see what kind of artifacts they can come up with, what kind of evidence they can find. And then once they get there, things start going really, really wrong. Like equipment starts malfunctioning, um, people start disappearing. (laughs) And so they find out very quickly, okay, something else is out here. Are we going to be able to discover what it is before it gets
1: to us? (laughs) I'm so intrigued. Right? (laughs) This is something up my alley as well. (laughs) Yeah, I just, yeah. Blair Witch Project
0: meets Midsummer is just, if you want to get my attention, that's going to get my attention.
3: I love it when things get pitched as whatever meets whatever, and Mm -hmm. it's like two things that are exactly up your, you know, you love them both, you know?
0: Yes. (laughs) So good. Hopefully, though, this... Won't keep me up the way when I saw Blair Witch Project in theaters did. Oh, my
1: gosh. I saw it. Well, I didn't see it in theaters. I saw it much later than that outside at the IMA outdoor theater. Uh I drove home. after I was by myself. I went with a friend, and she drove home, and I drove home by myself. And I was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And I get home. I'm not okay. Yeah, (laughs) I was not okay. I
0: went with one of my best friends, and uh, ironically, the same guy I went to see Saving Private Ryan with. We saw, like, every non-date movie there was, Uh I swear. Um, But uh, we were driving home, and we had to drive past the Morgan Monroe Forestry. We didn't have to drive through it. We just drove past (laughs) it. But that was enough to freak us both out. I didn't sleep for a couple of days. Or a I couple of nights, it. I would just take naps during the day and then sit up all night, scared out of
1: my mind. Oh, my yeah, I was living alone at the time when oh, I, no. I was just like, "Okay, dokie, this is not great. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway.
0: And yet we love scary movies yeah, and scary And yet you've books. continued. Yeah, we love it.
1: <laughs> That's great.
3: Well, thank you for sharing your wealth of books coming out. And also, anybody who's listening, you know you can always... Get some more recommendations from Lauren because she is always jazzed about what's oh, yes. coming out, which
0: I love. So. Oh, yes. I have three more books to talk about, but I thought I might be losing our listeners <laughs> if I keep going. Uh, so, yes, keep in touch for more
3: recommendations from staff. <laughs> so now's the time we get to talk about what we're geeking out about. And I'm really curious to hear what Lauren has been geeking out about because she was kind of prefacing it earlier, but she didn't say what it was.
0: I'm geeking out cults. <gasps> yes, that is not where yes. I thought that was going to go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Continue. I'm all ears. So I I recently checked out the Book Killer Cults from from the library here. And I mean it covers the the Branch Davidians, the Heaven's Gate, the Manson family, and then a whole bunch of others that I'd never heard of before. I wish I had the book in front of me so I could list off some of them, but yeah, it's it's been morbidly fascinating and I've also been watching tons of documentaries on um, on TV or through Netflix and HBO Max like I watched the Heavens Gate documentary um, that HBO Max put out. Um, I'm in the middle of Leah Remini's Scientology docu series um, and then I watched another Scientology documentary that hbo max had and then there was also the nexium
1: cult that's the one i want to know more about <laughs> i i should ask you all the questions well, about that one okay so i haven't finished the series yet
0: but i mean disturbing is probably the um first word that comes to my mind mm-hmm. insidious would be the second Ooh, yeah Oh boy. Very yeah, a deep and dark word, yep, yes, <laughs> and it's appropriate, okay. it's yeah, it's it was very scary to watch how those people were manipulated,
1: mm-hmm. isn't that the one where well, I'm sure there are other cults like this, but isn't that the one where to be in the cult, you had to share some very deep, dark personal information, and then if you ever tried to leave, they would use that as leverage to. Keep you from leaving?
0: Is that the one? I mean, kinda. Yeah, they sort they of. would
1: call it sharing. You have, or collateral. I think it's collateral. They call it. You have to give me collateral. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they would make up fake collateral if you didn't have anything good, and and then make you sign it, and then say that they would send it. Sorry, I I heard about this from that, a okay, podcast that,
0: that, I, that I don't remember. Like, I, okay. said, I haven't finished the series though, so I. <laughs> Lauren, I'm so sorry. You look so distraught. I'm sorry. I didn't know about I don't all these think... like named ones. I guess so. I know nothing. I'm just listening. Oh yeah, Mike was giving me such a hard time. I think last night, just like you are into it, <laughs> you are obsessed
1: right now. So that well, is can... really geeking out. Yes, <laughs> you can come talk to me anytime about the cults. Okay, and they tell I, me, I really don't know that much about cults, so you'll be teaching me.
0: Okay. Maybe you should check out Killer Colts after I get it
1: back I, in. I already put it on my phone. <laughs> when you started talking and said Colts, I opened my phone to start writing down. So I was like, Killer Colts book.
3: Got it. Man, Joanna has her whole next year's reading list just from <laughs> Lauren talking, pretty much. It's great.
0: What are you geeking out about, Lauren?
3: Oh, me? I was trying to think. I've just been so busy recently that there's not really one thing. Um, I guess you could say I've been geeking out about <laughs> IKEA because I've been remodeling my – or not remodeling, like – revamping my craft and library space in my house and we've had to go to ikea like a thousand times (laughs) because every crafter in the world had the same idea as me well i stole it from the internet so therefore obviously everybody on the internet had the same crafting table setup idea as me and i didn't get it before christmas and everything is sold out everywhere so we had to go once to get like a couple pieces of something and then we had to go another time to get another couple pieces and i'm still waiting on a couple of things (laughs) and it's just Driving me nuts because I we made a whole new craft table for me, which is amazing. It's like L-shaped and there's so much space. And now I don't have to like take everything to my kitchen table every day. Um, so that's nice. But we still need to get a drawer system and another of the tabletop so we can cut it to fit the space. So I don't have like this weird gap between the table and the wall. Um, and those aren't available anywhere yet. And then we got new shelving for me, which is amazing. But then like the extenders, they didn't have one of the extenders and another one came incorrectly made. Mm. So we're waiting for those to come back in stock, too. So it's just like nothing is completely done yet. So that's, I guess, we've been obsessively checking IKEA's <laughs> website for <laughs> things to be available. So
0: hey, Sometimes what you geek out about is very practical. <laughs> it is.
3: It is. So I'm very excited, though, because the space is nice and new. And I made uh, a coworker a card for her baby's first birthday. And I... You should have seen the space. How big the space was didn't even matter. It was just so messy afterwards and there was paper everywhere on the floor. Like, it was insane. It was like a toddler had come into my room and just, like, thrown everything everywhere. All to make one card. It was a lot. But, hey, at least I had a space for it. That's right. So, I guess that's it for me. What about you, Joanna?
1: I am geeking out about a book I got for Christmas from my uncle about handwriting analysis that probably i debated whether or not to tell you guys (laughs) does this make people feel weird about their handwriting hopefully not but basically it's the person who wrote it i can't remember who it was right now but um they show you how you can tell if somebody's lying if somebody's has some sort of issues deep-seated issues that You know did they really get a phd are they hiding that from you are they trustworthy of taking care of your baby like and it's all in the handwriting and it shows it starts out with a quiz showing you different uh samples of handwriting with the same exact uh words and the words don't really matter it's just looking at the handwriting and you're supposed to look at the two and see you know which one um had you know some sort of anger issue and you look at the two and try to decide which one it is which one is lying about their age which one um is a convicted killer you know like (laughs) there there's it's really interesting and i got every single one right oh look at you so and then it and then from that first part of the book it goes into explaining why you know that so you probably would get it right
0: Interesting.
1: Um, and it shows you what your brain picks up on in that handwriting. It's similar to, I'm trying to think, body language, mm-hmm. where you can pick up on things and just know, oh, this this person's blinking too much. Something's not right. Mm-hmm. It's very similar to that, but in handwriting. So I'm learning about that.
0: So I'm curious, are you going to have an essay portion when you hire a babysitter? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was gonna say Did you ask I did not. Look at her handwriting? handwriting. Matthew's wife uh, watches our little girl. I was gonna say, I think I think we've got our babies that are nailed down pretty pretty solid during this pandemic. So she'll just be going there. Okay. Forever. Forever. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's very interesting.
0: What about you, Matthew?
2: So right now, um, I just recently finished the TV uh, the Netflix series The Queen's Gambit. Which was really it was really fantastic. I mean, it was uh, it's about it's an adaptation of a novel that I didn't realize at first. Um, it was written back in the eighties, I think. And apparently, there's been multiple attempts to bring that story to film. But this was so this is a Netflix miniseries. It's like eight hours long or so. Um, but it's excellent. It's a great period piece, and it's also really informative about the game of chess. So I play chess very very infrequently. I basically only play with my younger brother, and we and he and I. Play lots of other games so occasionally we pull out chessboard and play chess and this show um, really inspired me to think of chess a little bit more seriously and uh, so i've been reading some books about the history of chess um, and studying some chess guides i know i don't aspire to be a great player but um, one, one thing i'm learning is that if you can learn just some few opening strategies and a few middle strategies you can really nominate your opponents, so. That's cool. I'm going to advance from a infrequent chess player to a, whatever the...
0: Moderate.
2: Moderate. <laughs> moderately frequent, moderately more successful chess player. So that's what that's I'm getting out right now.
0: That's really cool. My nephew likes to play chess with me because I have a Star Wars chess set. <laughs> we don't actually play by the rules yet, but, you know, we'll just, we'll just, like, move a particular... Character, and then we'll determine like, well, would this character take out this character mm. with their powers? So, yeah.
2: How, how old is your nephew? Nine. Oh yeah, I mean, if he if, if you if you learn the real rules, he'll he'll develop into a real uh, formidable player.
0: I'm sure. I'm sure he would. It's just trying to get him to play by the rules because he likes the game he's come up with so oh. much better. Yeah, it helps Aww. if
2: they're if they're uh, if they're not the abstract traditional chess pieces. If they're Star Wars, that makes it a little bit different. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> Maybe you need to pick up like a cheap normal set to get him used to that, and then you can Maybe. transition over to the cool guys.
0: <laughs> Maybe all right well thank you so much for joining us we will be back next month to talk about a topic i'm not that great with so maybe i'll be sitting this one out (laughs) but hopefully we'll be back to talk to you about some rom-coms in february all right once again we are we might be they might be librarians a podcast of the plainfield guildford township public library and we talked we'll talk to you soon